Welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals, and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. Meet one of my clients, Paris, who came to me in the middle of 2020 feeling lost and demotivated to get the final leg of her five-year PhD studies completed. It was thesis time, and unfortunately, she was burnt out, and she had writer's block. We started coaching, and not only did she face her challenges head-on, she showed up and did the work to make her goals happen. If you are struggling with making your goals happen, this episode might just be for you. Listen to this inspirational story of a mom who put her mom guilt aside, stayed true to herself and her goals, and has reaped the rewards, and then some. Here we go. So Paris is joining me today. She has a fascinating story. There she is. Hi. Hello. Hi. Oh, it's so nice to see you. How are you? So nice to see you. Okay. How's it going? Good. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. I know the type of, I, I, first of all, I watch your show all the time and I listen to your podcast whenever I miss a show. Oh. So it's an honor to be here with you today. Thank you so much. I have to tell you, I've had you on my whiteboard as a potential guest for a really long time. As you know, I like to bring stories of inspiration and motivation. I like to bring stories of like what seems impossible and then someone does the possible out of it. And you are the true like essence of exactly that. Because when we spoke, our first discovery call, I remember it was around the summer, like early summer last year, 2020. And you found me through Moms Toronto and we got on a call and you were just like, you were telling me everything. You've got a two-year-old at home, almost two-year-old, right? Yeah. yeah. And you were just like struggling to get back into the swing of your thesis. And I'm going to basically hand it over to you. I want you to please start yeah. with an introduction of just a little bit about you. That's exactly right. As you've said, I started my PhD five years ago. And when I started... I um, was part of a cohort, and as I was going through my PhD, I was following up with everybody within my cohort, like to keep each other kind of accountable on our timelines and things like that. And towards the end, when I was finishing, and, and you know, kind of miraculously at the same time as everybody else, and I say that because I'm kind of a odd one out out of the cohort. I'm still in my 20s. And everybody else who was doing their PhD, they either weren't married. So I got married during my PhD. And I had a kid during my PhD, which I think there's only one other person in the whole like program that I was in, not even only my year, like in the whole biochemistry program at U of T. So I was really trying to finish at the same time as everybody else. And at the same time, like, you know, achieving these other things in my life to maintain a balance. So it, it already seemed like impossible to begin with. 
but I kept myself on track. I did a six months mat leave, which, you know, was tough. And then I sent, and I should say, as a student, you're not paid during your mat leave anyway, and you're expected to do work. So <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so then after that, like, you know, I, at the same time as I want to achieve these academic goals, I want to be a good mom. And so I was, after the six months, I was pumping still. And like, while I was at the lab doing my research, so the whole thing was already tough. But then towards the end, last year, early last year, I was towards the end, I was started writing my PhD thesis, and I was on a really good track. And then as you know, the shutdown happened, and it was a massive disruption to so many people's lives. And so for me, just like many people, we thought that it would be a short term thing. But it wasn't. And it just kept dragging on and dragging on. And I had already planned, you know, I had my plan of like defending in July and I could see as the weeks would go on and I was not getting any work done at home with the toddler. I was like, this is just impossible. This is not going to happen. So I was really down when we first started talking. And I think we started talking because I really wanted to first achieve the goal that I wanted to achieve. But the first step in achieving it is realizing like, what are the things that are holding you back? And acknowledging like, how can you overcome those things? And if you can't by yourself, I think it's so important to reach out for help. So as soon as I saw you, I think you did a takeover on mom's yeah. too. And I was like, I love this woman's energy. And she's like, like all the things she's saying is vibing with me. And I was like, we need to, I need to contact her and like, just have her be my accountability partner and someone that can keep me on track and give me advice and things like that. So that's just a little background on how. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to continue the story and tell you that we had our first discovery call. And as I got on, first of all, your name was like so interesting. Like the name, the whole name, the surname, everything. I was like, who is she? Who is she? And I get on the discovery call and we, we get onto Zoom and I see you and I'm like, what? Who is this person? And she's in her 20s and she's got a child and she's writing a thesis and doing a PhD and she's so smart and amazing and just wanting to really make a legacy out of her life, as in out of your life, that was so remarkable And I had never coached, I'm telling you this now after the fact, (laughs) I had never coached someone through a process like this, like a thesis for a PhD. I remember going down to my husband and saying, I've got a lot of responsibility now because she wants to finish this (laughs) by the end of 2020. And I really felt this confidence, but also this massive responsibility as if I was doing it with you. Yeah, you kind of were though. I was with you all the way and you just showed up. You were amazing. Like we made goals, we made strategies, we did timelines. You mostly stuck to them. You were like so on track. But I want to know a little bit about how you feel the process of coaching actually helped you to achieve that massive, what seemed unattainable at that point, middle of lockdown, toddler at home, you had like barely written chapter one. I think you'd like kind of written chapter one, but you needed yeah. to review it. And then yeah. you had four more chapters to go. It's something like 200 pages. <laughs> like you guys don't understand the intensity yeah. of this whole thing. And I remember even when you would tell me about the chapters and about what you were studying, I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't understand it, but I can still help you. So funny. <laughs> so um, yes, I want to yeah, know about the process okay. of coaching. Tell me how it helped you. So for me, the coaching was really, really helpful because 
you know, I have the leaders that, for example, the professor that I work with, I have leaders that are there for me for the science part of it, right? So I didn't really need that. And I knew how to create a timeline, but it was more about like sticking to the timeline. And what's really important about sticking to the timeline is acknowledging what is it that's holding you back, right? Mm -hmm. So during our coaching, we talked about a lot of things, like not only about the academic life, but also about personal life and mentally like what is it that might be holding me back and I think it was through tackling a lot of those things that I was able to overcome and actually like just meet those timelines that I did and some of the timelines were unrealistic but I think once we overcame like the mental blockage then we made the unrealistic realistic (laughs) yes exactly So like, for instance, I'll just go into more detail about that. One thing that was really holding me back was mom guilt. Like mom Mm -hmm. guilt was, I I remember we talked about it. It was such a big deal with me. And it was because maybe because I felt like I'm constantly like pulled away from my son and constantly committed to this other thing, like this other baby of mine. Yes. And also just creating the space for me to get the work done. So through talking with you and... Oh, another thing was about this whole process of the timeline, right? Like, so when my PhD was done with some really unkind people, and I'll just leave it at that, but it gave me a really difficult experience that I just wanted to get out of. So I had created this timeline for myself from way back in the day. And even I had printed monthly calendars up until August 2020. And I told myself, regardless of what's happening, I'm done August 2020. And I think it was August that you and I connected. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was just like, maybe it was earlier than August. But the, the point was that in August, when I realized that I'm not going to finish by then, that was a huge thing for me because I had mentally checked out. So when you're mentally checked out in oh. order, and like, this is like a marathon, you have to keep going. You have to put every single day in. How can you do that if you're completely mentally checked out? So it was like, I think a very simple thing that you said to me once, but it was like, you know, who cares? Like <laughs> something like that, like, just through one of our conversations and it just like you know clicked something in me where I was like you know what you're right who cares the timeline I just created for myself Mm. regardless I'm gonna finish Mm. I can create another timeline and stick to that and I think another thing you said to me was he's very little like he wasn't not gonna remember he's not gonna remember and every time I was away and I was feeling like oh I should be there or like Instead, my husband was there and I was like, oh, another dinner I'm missing or whatever, another pickup I'm missing. I was like, just your words in my brain, like he's not going to remember. And even if, let's say he was older for people who have older children, I think what's really more important is to give my son a happy and a healthy mom than a mom who is like, you know, there, but mentally like stressed about all this other stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to take the time and... I was still like, I'm still am breastfeeding. So that's, that was another like sort of detachment issue that I had where when I wasn't there, I was like, oh no, like I should be there. But again, it was more important that I take myself out of this situation and put myself in a better spot so I could be a better mom for him. You had so many like aha moments. I remember them clearly. And so many aha moments. And you were so open to hearing it 
and taking it in, even if you didn't like what I was saying, like you would still listen and you wouldn't shut down and back off. And you raised a really interesting point in the sense that, that when you come to coaching, this is what people think. And I find this fascinating. One comes to coaching for a specific area in their life. So they think. So you came, obviously you wanted the accountability. You wanted the help to get you back on track and to like set you up for success to completing your PhD in 2020. That was like the massive goal. It was like not only to complete the thesis, but it was then to ensure that the defense, which is your final oral massive, massive exam, actually gets done before the 31st of December. And I was not taking no for an answer when it came to that. But what I'm saying is you came into it and it's always the same thing. People think they're coming for one thing, but you end up coaching and speaking about different areas in your life because it's all connected, right? So you were very open to that. And especially the mom stuff, you are a a new mom. It's your first child thrown into this madness of COVID and trying to achieve something that most people don't do without husbands or wives or partners and children in five years. So you had this massive, massive expectation for yourself. And you still crushed it. Of course you did. I knew you would. Like I knew you would, but I knew it. I just had to get you to like see it, believe it, and then do it. Yeah. Right. Every time I got into a session with you, it was such joy because you came ready. We had specific things to think of and talk about. She was prepared. You were just like so spot on. Amazing. Just to like highlight that. I think what you said is so important that like, yes, we come into the coaching for this one topic, but life is not just about that one thing. Life is messy and it's an intermingle of all these different aspects of your life that make you who you are and who you are is essentially in all the different aspects of your life. So to tackle just the one thing, it's it's just like not efficient enough. So I think, yeah, like for example, working through the mom guilt with you and then I think we made some connections from my experiences in the past that when we addressed that and I was like, it was just such a mind blowing experience where I was like, wow, like when I made that connection of like how I am as a mom now is because of what happened X number of years ago. And that was just mind blowing. So I can remember a lot of your story without having to share it, but I can remember a lot of your story that was as it was coming out and I was able to show you how to connect those dots. It was massively aha for you at that point. It was like, Oh yes. It's not just like separation anxiety for him. It's also for me. And how do we deal with that? And the the breastfeeding and the late nights, my goodness, the times that you worked so late at that lab, I would be in bed texting you, just like checking in on you before I'm going to sleep. And she's sitting at the lab and she's still working. Oh my gosh. gosh. I appreciate it so much. Like there would be times where I'm like, I can't believe this woman is texting me right now. That is so sweet. (laughs) Like when I signed up with you, I wasn't expecting you to just, you know, be such a cheerleader for me, even on our off hours of like not, not only work hours that we weren't coaching, but also on like weekends and late nights, like you were always there for me. So that was, that was really helpful. I appreciate that. It was such a pleasure. And it like comes to be honest with you, it comes very naturally to me. It was like I so genuinely cared about your your process and your progress. I was like, I would say to my husband, like, do you think I could text her? <laughs> like, it's not too much, right? But I just we we just created this really beautiful little relationship while we were helping each other, and I was helping you to achieve this massive goal. So 
I'm going to tell you the spoiler alert is that she did it, right? She did it. Not only did she complete the thesis, she then got told by everyone that no, she cannot do the defense, the final exam before the end of 2020. And I remember that day you were so down. You were like beaten down. And I was like, we are not taking no for an answer. And then we brainstormed all the ways in which you can make this happen. Who can you reach out to? Which secretary can you buy chocolates for? Like I was, (laughs) I was not having it. And then you went and did it. Yeah. And that I think was because through my experience, right? Like, so there's this professor I work with and then there's people in our lab and that sort of made my experience of the PhD. Right. And I had to get her help, my professor's help for uh, making sure that it gets set up before the year. And that was sort of like, like, can I do that? Because of just the type of relationship that I have with her. And I wasn't sure if I could reach out, but I did. And I think that was another thing where I was like, normally I wouldn't, but because Mm -hmm. of conversating with you, I was like, you know, again, who cares? Like, I'm just going to go for it. Worst case case scenario. She does nothing. She does nothing. It'll be the same thing. But definitely, like, I wanted to have it before the holidays. I remember thinking to myself, no, she cannot go through these these holidays with this on her head. Yeah. And, and we, like, devised plans of, like, who you could speak to and what you could do. And you made it happen. Like, it was just that simple. 17th of December, right, was yeah. the date that you got. And then the best part, and I know I'm, I'm getting, like, super excited just reliving the whole process. Because then, because it was covid I got to watch you on Zoom do the first part of your defense. And I'm not kidding. Whoever is listening to this, just listen up. One hour I watched this Zoom like intently. I did not understand a word that Paris was saying. Not a word. But I was like hooked. Okay. I was hooked. I was interested You are just an absolute queen. And I know that this is just the beginning for you. That's the thing. You have these massive milestones in life and I've had them too. Everybody has these milestones in your life and you think like nothing else can happen until that's done. But now it's done. And I know that you're now it's just like, oh, the whole world is your oyster really, right? Yeah, you're right. Like I think we were talking during one of our last sessions and you were asking me, so what's like the plan for after or like like of course I had academic or professional plans for after but I was like just imagining life like even though I had those plans I couldn't even think about it I couldn't envision it Mm -hmm. because to me like it was all about this date of getting this done and nothing else mattered one thing I'd like to mention also is you told me about writing a letter to yourself at the end of the year and it just so happened that my thesis was at the end of the year so I wrote the letter and I don't think I had a chance to tell you about how that went, but I it would was love to hear experience. It was like, you know, I, I had a chance to reflect on 2020 and I literally sat down and wrote, I think it was a four or five page letter of all the challenges that we as like all of like humanity really dealt with in 2020. <laughs> I went month by month, all of the things that happened because it was just such a crazy year. And then all the challenges that I overcame and then the achievements that I made in the year, just so that I can remember. Because a lot of these things, sometimes, you know, as time passes, you forget. But I wanted to just, I was just so proud of myself that, you know, this finally happened. And I was like, I need to remind myself in the future that what it took to make it happen. And not only that, but also then set new goals for for the following year, for 2021. And 
after I finished the defense, because I couldn't even, like, I hadn't even thought about the following year, mm-hmm. I kind of had an identity crisis because, you know, I had been at UFD for 10 years, right? <sighs> like, I did my undergrad at UFD and I did my master's and then I transferred to the PhD program. So after 10 years and then I was done, I was like, so what now? Like, who am I? Yes. Just as a person. So this year is my like self-discovery year. <laughs> it's like finding out who is Paris outside of this whole like institution of UFD. That makes me intensely excited for you. <laughs> and I love that you've like that you've obviously understood that that's what really needs to happen because yeah. 10 years is like how long we spend in school, like school as in from age six till 18, it's 12 years, right? But I'm saying it's as if you did that and then you went and did it again. You don't know yourself any differently other than being a student, right? And now you're a working mom. Yes. I love (laughs) it. She got a job straight away. Of course she did. And (laughs) I would love... Like during, like while we were preparing for the defense and things like that. That was just like a crazy time. When I, I think know. back, I'm like, why, why can't I do that to myself? And, and the thing is that you were, but you were dead set on it. You were like, I want to start working straight away. Sure. Then let's go yeah. do it. Worst case, you'll change it or you won't like it or you'll quit or whatever, or maybe you will. But I remember having conversations about that as well. And I would like to ask you if you were to talk to a fellow mom or just a person in general she doesn't have to be a mom she doesn't have to be a she she can be a he if that makes sense when you're trying to balance different elements of your life whether it's a child or other responsibilities perhaps you're a caregiver for a family member or whatever else you're doing with a massive professional goal like writing a thesis or you know completing another course of some sort or even running a marathon anything that entails a lot of commitment and mental capacity. What would you say to someone like that after having been through it yourself? First, I would say you have to know who you are, right? So you have to know that, is this what you really, really want for yourself, right? So for example, I know that I'm not, like I really straight away knew from during the mat leave that I'm just not the type of mom that is all the time for everything, if that makes sense, at home. Yes, yes. Um, Me too, by the way. I'm the same. Yeah, and there are women like that, and that's amazing. Oh, I have such respect for them. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Sometimes that's even harder, (laughs) to be honest. Definitely. Um, So I think it's so important to acknowledge that who you are, and first of all, categorize what are your different aspects of your life. I'm like, super organized even in like the folders of I'm in my computer I have one like professional academic personal and like all these different things so that I can be there for all those different aspects of my life another thing about knowing yourself is like what keeps you accountable what keeps things in your mind what is the way that you learn so for me I'm a visual learner so when I have things categorized like that then I can have in my mind that visual category of like I have to be there for this. I have to be there for that like this. So those are just like little tips on how to like keep uh, yourself accountable and remind yourself of your different uh, responsibilities and the different goals that you have. But also, I just think that it's so important to be true to yourself. I know you said it's not only about for a mom, but when I first became a mom, it was really tough for me. And like, you just become a different person right away. And it's, all of your 
previous priorities are sort of out the window. And for some time, especially at the beginning, your life is all about your baby. And one thing that at the very, very beginning, like I have some of the blues, baby blues, and I was starting to feel like I, I was losing myself. Mm. But I became more of a seasoned mom. I'm still a new mom. But, you know, as the time went on and I, you know, had more time with my child and more time with myself now as a mom, I was learning that, you know what, I've actually found myself. I didn't lose myself. This whole time before having a child, it, it was something that wasn't even unlocked within me. But afterwards, it's like your whole priorities change and you sort of discover like what kind of things can you achieve? And you look at your child and when you're away from your child, obviously that's like you don't want to be away. So when you are away, you don't want to just waste time. You get as much done as you can. So those are like some of the things that I think is, is so important to like stay true to yourself, know what you want to achieve and then just go for it. Because even if things may seem hard, once you get things done, then like always imagine the feeling that you'll have once you get things done. Yes. Yes. I think that was a tip you gave me too, like about waking up early in the morning. Cause I'm so not a morning person. And one time you said like, try waking up at like five and getting some work done in the morning. And I was like, how can I do that? I can't get myself out of bed. <laughs> and then you told me when you wake up and you want to stay in bed, you're all warm and cozy. Just think of how you'll feel afterwards. Once you got up and you did all of those things and then your son wakes up and the feeling that you have at the end. And I was like, yes, oh, that is so true. Yeah. So <laughs> now I've been waking up early in the morning ever since. Have you? Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm just like, I'm blown away. Even when you spoke about the writing, the letter to self, and now you're bringing up these things that remind me of our whole process together. It just honestly like warms my heart for me. Like it's just such a joy to be able to work with a person like you and be able to help you. And for us to like have this experience together that neither of us will forget and we can just grow from. So gosh, Thank you. And I think like the biggest takeaway from all of this for me was like how much your intrinsic self and your intrinsic values and discovering those and working on those, how much that will impact your extrinsic, you know, activity in the world and the things that you end up doing out there. So as you know, I'm always, you know, interested in coaching and I've taken other coaching uh, courses before and my experience with you was really one of the best. So oh, I, I love it. it. I love it. And what I've, I always say to people, I'm going to end with this. What I always say to people is when they book their first discovery call with me, their first free session, just to like connect, you tell me your story. We'll see if there's a vibe, what I can help you with. And just scheduling that and showing up for that call, that's most of the challenge already done. So that's why I really say thank you to people who actually take the step to book it and then show up because we all have the best intentions, right? We all think, oh, I would love to do, I'd love to do that workout. Mm, I'd love to do this. I'd love to sign up for that, blah, blah, blah. But actually doing it and then following through with that first step, it's like the first push is the hardest. That's what I'm saying. And you did it. And so I'll go back to that first, first time where you saw me obviously on Mom's Toronto, that day you happened to be watching, it's so random. And then you took the initiative and you booked the, the discovery call and we went from there. So thank you for that. I know that was a big step and um, it was just such a pleasure and we will keep in touch always. I know we will.
Absolutely. And, and I, I'd like to also say that for you, because you have been such an inspirational person in my life, and I've learned so much from you through our time together. But even like since then, like I still, like I said, I watch your show and I follow you on Instagram and you're always such a like joy to see a post from or read content from. And it's always like, I do really appreciate you in my life. And one thing that I've always like tried to tell myself, like a something that I go by is like, if I don't see something in the world, like if I don't see a change in the world or a positivity in the world, for me to then try to be that. And mm. I feel like that's definitely what you do. And oh, I really, really, really love you for that. Oh, that is so beautiful. Big, big love going on here. It's a love fest. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for being here. I will always be here for you no matter what, whether it's as a coach or a friend. And it's just so amazing to have watched you go through that process. And then she included me in the acknowledgements in yes. the actual thesis. <laughs> I mean, yes, you're forever in my thesis. That's no. right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I screenshotted it. I sent it to myself. I save it in a special folder and albums yeah. on my photos. It is just an experience in my first year of coaching that I will forever, forever be grateful for. So thank you for doing that. That's crazy. Amazing. Thank you, Paris. Bye, guys. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review, rate this episode, and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www. .liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horowitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.